Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, it's good to um, be here with you about to order lunch. I thought you said that I could, um, you treat me to lunch today if I came in and did a couple of these. That's right. So uh, the old faithful going back to ordering, using DoorDash to order from Uberito. So uh, hopefully everything turns out okay. We've had good luck in the past. So the one thing that we were talking about this weekend is that we feel like when we go in person, they give you more uh, protein. So when you order the actual double protein, they actually give two full scoops of that protein. But when you order on DoorDash, I'm not quite sure that they put the same amount of scoop in to the bowl before they send it out the door. So I don't know if it's like a miss, like they're in a hurry and they don't pay attention that it says two times. Whereas when you're there in person, they hear you say, and you're watching and you're watching or if, or if it's just the fact that no one's watching. And so they're helping out the big corporate. I don't see uh, that. They, they don't care about I, big corporate. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think that that's it. So I'm not really sure. Maybe they just don't look so Unless closely. they're eating the extra scoop, you know, there's nothing in it for them. So. <laughs> one for me and one for one yeah. for the customer. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll okay, report well. back how, how today's lunch goes. So. <laughs> That's right. And today we're talking about investing in your future self. So creating habits and behaviors today, carrying those through for a long-term benefit, not necessarily just for an immediate benefit today. And so, uh, I mean, by us recording podcasts is an example of us doing that. We record more than one episode at a time. And let me tell you, our future selves thank us when we're not scrambling like on a Friday afternoon that we need to hurry up and record something so we can release it before Monday. So that's just one little example um, of doing something today that our future self will definitely thank us for. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, um, that seems to be the trend in our life. And, you know, I think this is definitely a conversation where you add a lot of weight uh, because you invest in your future self so much. And uh, one of the best places to start around habit is a book that we've both read uh, by James Clear, Atomic Habits. If you haven't already read that, go pick it up. I think you were the first to read it. And I think I read it after you. But since then, it's just I mean, we read that, what, two or three years ago, four years? I mean, I feel like when it first uh, came probably out. Probably when it first came out. So um, it might be pushing four years now. And now he's, you know, everywhere. It, it kind of, yeah, it's crazy. So I think that book two, Atomic Habits, I think it was easier for me to um, digest and, and resonated with me more because I had actually implemented some habits and seen the benefits of those. I had implemented some of the strategies that he discusses in the book prior to reading it. So maybe I just really loved it because it was like confirmation bias of what I was doing <laughs> was 
was the right thing, was a good thing for my future. And so, um, so whether, you know, whether you feel like you are a super consistent person or that you are very future focused and that you are good about doing things today and delaying gratification, it's still a really good book. And for sure, if you don't feel like you are good at that, that you are kind of a procrastinator or think, oh, I'll get to that later. This is definitely a book. Um, the the I'll start on Monday mentality. If you have that, this is definitely the book for you to read. So Atomic Habits by James Clear is definitely um, a great companion to this little conversation we're having today. Yeah. So, so with that, you know, asking you, um, you know, where do you start? If you, if someone always says, I'm going to start on Monday, how do you actually get the motivation to do it today? So, um, I think for me is doing the, uh, I say minimum effective dose. Like what's the smallest thing I can do today that will start preparing me even for Monday. So I, a health is super easy for me to talk about. So if we talk about, I'm going to start eating healthier on Monday and it's say Friday, then you need to make your trip to the grocery store. Um, you need to start thinking about what meals probably before you go to the grocery store, what meals you're going to eat that week, even planning in the ones that you want to eat out, I think is really important. So that's not even really doing anything necessarily on those days um, leading up to that Monday, something that I would recommend, but maybe not, maybe it doesn't feel as natural. So the kind of menu planning and going to the store, making sure you have all the supplies you need. That's probably natural. People probably know I need to do that if I want to start on Monday, but potentially on that weekend that you choose to make a meal at home one of those days instead of going out to eat or you still go out to eat because you don't have anything in your house. Your house is empty. You have to go get those groceries that when you go out to eat that you do choose, let's say um, a salad with protein on it and dressing on the side, or you choose protein and vegetables. So when we say protein, we're just talking about, you know, either fish or seafood or um, lean steak, something like that, that you're choosing that and vegetables maybe instead of um, hamburger and French fries. Cheese enchiladas, you know, I think, I think that's the, the piece it's, I'm going to start a diet or start eating better on Monday. So this week party on, and I'm not going to be able to eat like this for, I don't know, most diets last, what, two weeks. I'm not gonna able to eat, to eat like this for two weeks. I might as well go out with a bang. And so you go to all your favorite restaurants, you order all, all of your favorite meals, you drink all of your favorite drinks and that much harder for Monday to be the starting point of something good. Um, because one, you probably feel like crap already, um, from eating just too much over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so really, you know, with that, even like, can I choose water instead of soda at, you know, with that meal, whatever it might be, it's, it's really like, what is the smallest thing I can do today to help start preparing me for whatever it is that I want in the future? Yeah. So, so talking into that, um, you know, even from a, not necessarily staying on the nutrition vein, but just self-improvement, you know, just envisioning what you want to be, um, 
how do you how do you get started? Is it is there something? I guess explain to me that compounding effect, uh, what that does with those small changes. So I think whenever you start um, making smaller changes and you start seeing that you can stay consistent because it is something so easy, it makes it easier to add on one more easy thing. So for example, you could start instead of, of tracking, trying to track how many pounds you're losing, let's say, or um, how many like an end goal as far as like an amount of savings that you want to have in the bank account. Maybe you want to have $10,000 in the bank account or something like that. But looking at each day, what did you do to get you closer to that? So did I drink, I'll throw out an arbitrary number, eight glasses of water today? Did I um, not go to Starbucks and make my own coffee at home, you know, so potentially saving $5 or did I set up a direct um, draft from my paycheck to put in $15 into my bank account for, for every check from now until, you know, forever. And so it's just little things where you're not really going to miss or notice what you're doing, but each day that you do it, you see, wow, I've done that three days in a row, or I've done that six days in a row and then you're on a streak right and you don't want to mess up that streak so you're like i've done this really well for six days you know i'm getting to day seven and i'm only at five glasses of water how can i get these three glasses of water in before i go to bed but not be up every minute of the night so it's really building that confidence through the momentum that comes with seeing that you can do it that you can be successful and so it really is um important that you look at things that are easy for you to do that are way more simple than what you would expect because you're doing it every single day versus what you want say six months or a year from now yeah so if you know just i think most people would envision themselves as like their future self right as smarter than they are today healthier, hopefully, you know, no one says I want to be dumber and less healthy. Um, so, and then also probably they have a financial goal, uh, maybe a, maybe a giving, I don't know how you say that more charitably, maybe more charitable minded, uh, they give their time better. And then, uh, what's another big one that you see people kind of striving for envisioning themselves as something better in, a, in an area of life? I don't, I think, you know, kind of in our culture, people want to be less stressed. So you just think about, um, a lot of people are always looking to retirement and the reason they're looking to retirement is because they, they want less stress in their life. They want maybe like a slower pace or less stress. So that's kind of what comes to mind whenever I'm thinking about the future and what a lot of people are looking forward to and expecting, you know, let's say that 20 or 30 years down the road, depending on where you are um, and what season of life you're in. But yeah, I think, just a, a less stressful pace or a less stressful um, life that they're living. Yeah. And I, I think we, we can speak into this because, you know, our, our parents, um, 
you know, they are now all retired. Uh, well, one, your dad's still working, but, um, I think you see people and, you know, those relationships that we have with our parents, you see people not living their best life and envisioning something happening on the other side of this thing that we've built up in our minds, this imaginary finish line where after I cross that line, everything is going to be so much better. We're just taking away a small piece of your life, or hopefully it's only a small piece. It's the part that you maybe do for work. And so, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about this, what we've viewed from our parents and other people in that generation. Obviously we have a lot of clients that do that as well, um, that, that get to retirement and it's not what they expected because they didn't make small changes along the way. And typically the stress that is on them throughout their work career, they're not taking care of themselves. And then, so they get to this point in life where they're in their sixties, seventies, you know, maybe older, maybe younger, but they aren't in great health. They, instead of spending time going to work and making a wage, they spend their time going to doctor's appointments and things like that. So what piece of advice would you kind of give for people that puts things in perspective of what we've seen over the last few years as, as it's kind of come to us? Yeah, I think really important is that do, so we're talking about investing in your future self. So what little things can you do today or say this week or each week leading up to, we'll just go with that retirement example. Um, what can you do? If in retirement you are looking forward to free time to do the things that you love, you have to start now figuring out what are those things that you love. Because if you have spent all of your waking time either in your career or raising your family, both of those things um, kind of end your responsibility for the amount of care that you give to your kids when they're grown, uh, they hopefully have become more independent and don't require as much of you. And so you can really lose yourself in what you really even enjoy. And so it's really being intentional. So if you're looking forward to the flexibility and freedom when you retire, it's now starting to look at, okay, what activities do I enjoy or what activities can I explore? So really getting out on the weekends, like being intentional, making time, either in the evenings or on the weekends to research and read up about other hobbies, go out and do like little trials of it. You know, if it's painting, they have all kinds of pottery and art kind of places that you can go to for an hour. You don't have to buy all the stuff and have it at your house for something that you may end up not liking. Um, trying some kind of group exercise class maybe, or you know, meeting up with some kind of a travel group or that does like little excursions like within your city. So those types of things and just being intentional to set aside an hour or two a week to explore some different hobbies. So that way when you retire, you have something or some things that you like to do and you're not sitting around the house thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do with myself? I can't necessarily afford to travel to a new place, you know, every day after I retire. So what am I going to do to fill my time? Yeah, I think that's, that's good. So you're almost interviewing for retirement and interviewing for your next role. Um, 
we see a lot of people that retire and then they go back to work because there's just that void in their life. Um, they can't, like you said, they can't travel or can't go do X, Y, Z because they're spending money. Their burn rate is too high and it's not going to last. So they have to find something to occupy their time. So whether it's being a greeter at Walmart or going stocking shelves at Hobby Lobby or HEB or something, um, we see people that live with intention kind of transition probably what two thirds of their career, they start really transitioning their role. Um, maybe it's going, as we just mentioned, like maybe it's like going to more of a mentor or leader or coach uh, role and continuing to do what, what gave them that experience up until the, that point. And then they kind of go full time into that work less in retirement, but maybe, maybe never stop working, so to speak, earning, earning a living. And, um, I think that's ultimately what, what gives me encouragement, like what, you know, where I see myself, cause I, I enjoy a project. I enjoy working and as much as my hobbies cost, I think I'm going to have to have some type of <laughs> income coming in, um, you know, from, from another source other than a hobby. So it's one of those where we've seen people be very successful in investing in themselves. And so, you know, what is it? Is it, hey, I want to, I see myself in the future as this, you know, nutrition coach or a, um, you know, a person who talks about leadership or a person who speaks from stage. What do I need to do today to kind of get me to that place and, you know, where do you start? And so I think that's ultimately what I want our journey, our retirement to look like and, you know, be thankful for each step along the way. And it's kind of taking that, you know, that fork in the road, uh, eventually one day you have to choose a path and maybe the path is, you know, less stressful, hopefully than the, the other. And I think that's what most people, most people want to do. So. Yeah. So talk a little bit about from, we talked about what it looks like to invest now for your future self, as far as like retirement, but what about for just progressing in, let's say in a career, what can people do today? What do people need to start doing today and every day leading towards their future to get them on that path? Because it's very hard to say, I want to be at this point in my career and wait till the day before and say by 50 and wait till you're 49 and 360 days to decide, oh, I was supposed to do that. So what can people do for their career um, today that will help them long-term? Yeah, I think, you know, there in our industry, there's a lot of educational opportunities and, you know, continuing ed in the formal uh, aspect where you can go learn about how to do a better tax return or update it for the new tax law and all that good stuff. So obviously there is education weaved in from a professional and technical standpoint. Um, I think you just, as, as, as it kind of goes back to just learning and, and kind of improving yourself, whether part of that needs to be staying on top of like current events. So like reading the news, wh wherever you get your information from. So staying current on what's going on in the world, hopefully you're able to build upon your experience. You you're well read. So you're constantly reading books or listening to books and podcasts and things like that and getting different perspective um, to kind of build your own 
your own perspective, which is going to be unique to who you are and all of your life experiences leading up to that point. So I think just those are pieces of it. So staying current, being well read or, you know, well, or, uh, you know, listening. Um, and then the other, the other piece is, you know, keeping track with where you want to go. So if you want to learn a foreign language by the time you're age 50 and be fluent in, let's say Spanish, you've got to start sometime. And so is that, I want to take, wh where do you start? Like, I want to take classes and kind of be one-to-one -one with somebody, or I'm going to do group, or I'm going to do audio. Maybe I'm going to go download the Duolingo app on my phone and just play with it 15 minutes a day instead of scrolling Facebook or something. So I think those are the small changes that ultimately get you to that better version of yourself where you are fully fluent in Spanish and you can move to Cabo and you can communicate and ask where the bathroom is, you know? So I think those are the pieces that, what are the small baby steps that will accumulate to this person that you want to be? Yeah. That's really good. That's uh, really convicting since I always say, I wish I could speak another language. And there's, there's not really a reason for me to not. Um, I am not stretched so thin for time that I couldn't spend 15 to 30 minutes a day doing it. Uh, I do have the financial means that even if I needed to pay somebody or buy a program, I could do that. Um, and so really it's just a, a willingness to practice and be bad at that thing in the beginning. And I think that's probably my biggest hangup is because I have pursued trying to learn Spanish as an adult. I also took Spanish in school, um, but I have tried that out as an adult. And really it's the discomfort of being bad in the beginning and not seeing the progress fast enough and being as good as I want to be and then kind of quitting or giving up or letting other things take priority um, over that. And, you know, I like to blame you for that because we had a major house move and a lot of uh, events that came along with that move. It wasn't really seamless transition. And so I ended up stopping my lessons, but there was no reason for me now, three years later to not have picked it back up. So that's a, a great example, but also um, something that d is very common. People don't want to be beginners. People don't want to be bad at things. They don't want to start and not be good at it. And you have to be willing. If you, if you have something in mind for your future that you are not right now, you have to be willing to start where you are and just embrace the, um, the suck is what we say, <laughs> like embrace that. Maybe you suck at it. Maybe it sucks to go through it, meaning that it might be a little painful in the beginning, but it does get better. It does get easier. You get better um, over time. And that is where the confidence comes from. The confidence does not come from being a certain number on a scale. The confidence does not come from being fluent in Spanish. The confidence comes from where you started, continuing to do it day in and day out and then to where you finally end up. Yeah. The, um, I think we've tried a lot of different things, um, as adults, you know, uh, snow skiing, uh, water sports like wakeboarding and wake surfing. Those are all, you know, kind of the journey of different things. Um, 
So it, it does it does suck to not be great at something and to see somebody pull off a maneuver or just not fall down so much. And <laughs> you just wish for that. And then you get to that point where it's like, hey, at least I'm not where I used to be. And, you know, but you still got a far a long way to go. So whether it's Spanish, learning to pay, play golf a little bit better. Um, you know, there's plenty of things that, you know, we, you, you could kind of envision yourself as that better person on the other side. I think you probably also have to prioritize um, what is most important to you because obviously you would, you would love to be, you know, a Spanish speaking golfer, you know, juggling, you know, juggling on a unicycle or something. I don't know. And you have to prioritize, okay, what is really important, important to me and kind of set goals around that, those main things and not get distracted by just so many different things that you envision as your perfect self. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah. So, um, so what are some other just easy tips to, to leave people with? Um, well, I think for sure, thinking about the person that you want to be in the future. So whether that's that person needs to have a certain amount of money in savings or a certain stream of income to support what they're doing um, in, in that future life. Um, so starting today and setting those little things in place, um, you know, so if that's that you do need to have, let's say, some kind of passive income that's coming in, are you looking at uh, potential rental properties? Are you looking at, you know, buildings and real estate property that you can have tenants in? So what are you what are you doing today? Are you researching different areas that are kind of high growth or maybe even stable? Just just always a really good market, but stable. They're always a really good market, like college towns um, that always have people that need need a place to live. Um, and so really just looking at what is the smallest step you can do today to help you get to that person that you want to be. I think, you know, for the two of us, really important to us is our health because we want to do so many things in life. Like we like to go out and have fun and do adventures, but if we are, you know, severely overweight or have, um, you know, a lot of health related issues, we're not going to be able to ski and take our grandkids skiing and be on the lake and be on the boat and hiking and, you know, traveling all of these things. And so every day, um, we, get up and decide, you know, I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to either go for a walk or go to the gym. I'm not going to eat only cake and cookies and ice cream today, because for me, that is what I would choose for every single meal of the day. If, if my health would be, um, a hundred percent, that is what I would choose. And so, I know that that is not going to put me anywhere good long term. And so I do not do that every single day. Uh, and so I know that those are just some easy things that we do on a daily basis because I know it will help uh, benefit my future self. Yeah. So I think one of the other things is this is not 
hopefully you have other people that are invested in that future self of yours as well. So unpacking all that, all, we've kind of talked about all this intake that you're doing and, and digesting. It, it seems like it's all on you or the person that, you know, so I think mm -hmm. a lot of people don't take that extra step to where it's actually, you know, breaking that down with others, whether it's in a formal paid therapy kind of life coach, whatever you want to call that um, relationship, or if it's just your kids, your spouse, someone that really cares about you and wants to know, okay, Hey, where are you at on this? Can I help hold you accountable? You know, what is it? What is it that you need help with? And so I think that's really important. I think that you offer a lot of uh, accountability and critique to me uh, personally. And so, um, you know, that that's one of those where I can maybe one that's day. That's a very nice way to say that. Yeah. Very maybe, PC. maybe one way uh, <laughs> do that for you in a non-hostile uh, way. And so, but um, what are some other than that, what are some other tips that you have done like in our daily life to create time for working on the best version of yourself that will pay off in the future? So creating time for that really comes from thinking about it, planning ahead. Um, it's not going to happen on its own. There are too many other things competing for your time and it is so much easier to even come from a selfless standpoint of these other people are more important. I need to take care of their needs or it's just nice to go out and, you know, celebrate somebody else, whatever it might be. And so really just planning ahead and being intentional. I think uh, when you were saying, you know, there's a lot of intake, there's a lot of things about me and my future self. And it really sounds like uh, selfish the reason that you're doing all of these things uh, for your future self is not only for yourself, but all of the lives that you're going to impact along the way and in the future. And so, you know, for us, it spreads way beyond just our daughters. Um, it's going to spread to their spouses and their kids uh, and generations to come, as well as to our church community, to our business family, to the Dillon CPA's team and to their families, to our clients and to their families. And so the impact that you can make is ultimately the reason I would say majority of people are even thinking long-term and thinking about what does their future self need to be. Um, you know, if you have a lot of health-related issues or have a lot of financial issues that you haven't sorted out as a younger person, you can't help people the way that you want to, or even, um, even celebrate and love people the way that you want to, you know, as your future, I won't say older, cause that's kind of sad, mature. But, um, <laughs> as your and more mature self. Uh, you you definitely need to have those things in place because of the way that you want to love others and the impact that you want to leave. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. Um, it, it also, you know, you listed out a ton of different people that are going to be impacted by the legacy of this person who is better than they are today. And so that 
makes you want to get off the couch or stop scrolling for 15 minutes to invest so those other people's future can be impacted better, I think. So that's really good. All right. So after this conversation, are you inspired to go do one more thing that helps out your future self? After lunch, maybe. Um, so I think it's, it's one of those where there are still like immediate needs that a person has like food and, um, you know, nourishment to keep going. So don't sacrifice any of that, you know, and, um, maybe after lunch, I'll get a little bit more motivation to do other things. Well, I'm definitely thinking about, uh, my goal, my dream of speaking fluent Spanish, I guess I should say fluently speaking Spanish. And so is that something that I think that is a, a now thing that I need to start doing? I feel like right now, the easiest, best next step that I could do is immersion, full immersion. So taking a trip to Mexico so that I can, you know, just be immersed in the culture and the language. Um, what do you think? Uh, I can book flights. We can be there in three hours. Uh, you, you tell me when. Good. You're on board. Yeah. Excellent. And then, and then whether or not I choose to do any small steps after that to pro progress my Spanish. Yeah. We'll decide after the fact. Because, <laughs> after you the know, the, the priority here is obviously immersion and, you know, uh, a fully tan person that has been laying by the pool or on the beach is going to like the Spanish, the dialect is going to come across so much better if you uh, have a good tan. So, um, yeah, that, and you may be, and you may be approached in Spanish, therefore forcing you to speak and respond yes. in Spanish. So it just all, it all goes hand in hand. It's probably my best my best plan yeah. yet. I don't know that it's my smallest step, but I know it's the best step. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, however you say in Spanish, uh, yes, I will take you up on that massage that you're offering right <laughs> here on the beach. You know, it's like, uh, so, so many lost opportunities, I guess, by not being fluent. So that is what I honestly have to look forward to when we're empty nesters in about, you know, uh, four years, five years. So, uh, yeah just where our life 360 goes off and says mom and dad have left the country, you know, and they're somewhere different. I think accountability, I think accountability on these small steps would be great. So potentially if you would also uh, take the challenge to learn to speak Spanish fluently, that we could do this together and guaranteed we do it really yeah. well because we are a bit competitive. And so one of us would, definitely want to be the better speaker. Uh, so well, yeah, maybe uh, we do that. The together. thing is, you know, I can't even really speak English fluently at this point. So it's, you know, we'll see <laughs> if Spanish goes any better. I'm just saying so far it's worked really well. So with, um, the gym, we typically go together. We both have that as like something that we want to do each day. And so even on the days we don't feel like it, most likely the other person does. And so that helps get us where we need to go. Uh, same, you know, same thing with 
all kinds of things, um, even from podcasts where it's like, eh, I think I just want to listen to music instead of a podcast today. And you're like, no, 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 this one's really good. You should listen to this one. And so just that encouragement from the buddy system yeah. or an accountability partner can really help um, as you're thinking about what you can do today to invest in your future Yeah, self. and that's really good. I mean, my probably my last point is whenever you speak like that, um, you really enjoy going to the gym. I really enjoy leaving the gym. And so it's like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like I don't enjoy going to the gym. I don't really like being there. It's like, that's kind of, you know, flat, but leaving the gym after like, that's what I enjoy. And sometimes we'll stop at Sonic or Starbucks on the way home. And like, man, that's like a great day. So, um, but yeah, like I, I can see that being helpful. So find, people out there listening, find an accountability partner, you know, hold you, hold you better off than you are. Read, uh, atomic habits. That's a good start. Maybe too. don't find an, don't find an accountability partner who hates the thing you're trying to do as much yeah. as you do, because it's real easy for both of you to convince not to do it or to stop. Maybe, maybe find somebody out there who kind of likes what you're trying to do or loves what you're trying to do to be your accountability partner. So if you want to reduce your alcohol intake, don't find an accountability partner and a bartender, you know, I guess is like, yeah. um, <laughs> or, or somebody else that's probably, I mean, both of you get an extra accountability yeah. partner and somebody who's already overcome yeah. that. So, all right. Well, really cool. Um, yeah, hopefully I'm looking forward to the better version of myself um, for, for everybody involved there. So that'd be good. I'm, I'm hoping that you invest today in your future self so that you're even better, you know, 20 years down the road. So far, you're better than you were 20 years ago. So I'm expecting the same in the next I feel years. bad for that guy 20 years ago. If he heard that, that'd be sad. So. <laughs> Because he thought he was doing good. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.